Good morning, church. So are we ready to uh, start the service, to dedicate this time to God, to uh, become free in our spirit as we worship and we listen? Father God, we thank you, Lord, that we can come freely to you. We can come to the service. We can come without restriction from government. We can come to you and offer our lives to you, stepping into the love that we feel for each other as brothers and sisters in Christ. And we pray that you would allow us that freedom to come and worship, to listen, to be transformed to the likeness of Christ. Thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, as we just enjoy your presence. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Good morning, church. Good morning, church. Ah, here we are. Good morning. Isn't it great to be in church this morning? Put your hand up if you agree. Awesome. Why don't you stand to your feet and let's worship God because He is worthy, yeah? He's worthy. He's done so much for us. It's such a pleasure and an honour to be able to come before Him and lift Him up in worship this morning. Here we go. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Open the eyes of my heart. I want to see you. I want to see you. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Open the eyes of my heart. I want to see you. I want to see you. To see you high. See you high and lifted up, shining in the light of your glory. Pour out your power and love as we sing, Holy, Holy, Holy. We sing, Open the eyes, open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Open the eyes of my heart, I want to see you. I want to see you open, open the eyes of my heart, Lord, open the eyes of my heart, I want to see you, I want to see you, come on, let's lift them up, to see you high and lifted up, shining in the light of your glory. Pour out your power and love as we sing holy, holy, holy. High and lifted, high and lifted up, shining in the light of your glory. Pour out your power and love as we sing holy, holy, holy. Yes, Lord. We enter your house this morning with thanksgiving and praise, Lord. Desire of our hearts in this place this morning is to hear from you, to lift you up, Lord. We declare you are holy. Holy, holy, holy. Holy, holy, holy. Holy, holy, holy. 
Just the church declare this morning. Open the eyes. Open the eyes of my heart. I want to see you. I want to see you. Yes, Lord. Yeah. Come on, let's give a shout of praise. Come on, let's start clapping our hands. Why not just in your own time? Come on, let's just lift his voice, lift up our voices. Let's declare this morning, Lord, I'm here because I want to see you move in my life this morning. Praise you, Jesus. Amen. Wow, great to see you this morning. Give your neighbor a high five as you take a seat. You're looking good. You're sounding good. And it's wonderful to be together as we praise the name of our Lord. Well, if you're a visitor today, welcome. It's great to have you at Activate Church. We would love to bless you. So as you leave the service, our gathering this morning, on the right-hand side, you notice there's a table there with some white packs. And there is some information about our church and also a free coffee card. So take the opportunity to fill that in, present it to the baristas, and you can get yourself a hot latte or hot chocolate, whatever you'd like. So church, can we put our hands together and welcome our visitors this morning? Fantastic. Well, it's wonderful to have Peter and Lisa all the way from Australia. Welcome to you guys. Lovely to have you with us this morning. So fantastic. Youth are away at camp. So they have an awesome time. They had a great time last night. Very good. Yeah, Pastor Jan was preaching there last night. So fantastic. She doesn't like me calling her Pastor Jan. (laughs) She gave me the look, sort of. But I better not say anything more. It's fantastic. Well done. Praise God. So uh, Sheridan's away in Australia with the national leadership team over there. So he's ministering in Australia this weekend. So continue to hold him in your prayers would be fantastic. And children, uh, there's no program on today, but there's worksheets at the back. So parents, feel free to use those if you'd like to. Well, who's had a birthday or a wedding anniversary over the last week? Any birthdays? Tina, why don't you come out the front with me? Wedding anniversaries, other birthdays? Wow, fantastic. Great. Wow. Well, church, why don't you stand with me as we declare this wonderful prayer? Isn't this a good prayer? 
And I, when we pray it today, can I ask us, and we do do this, but can I ask us to really fill our hearts with faith and make this as a declaration of these wonderful people today? So let's pray. Father, thank you for your family. We declare blessing, health, favor, prosperity, and protection over them this year. Activate your love and goodness through each one. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's put our hands together and congratulate them. Fantastic. Great. Well, we're in October, Church in Action Month. So thank you for those that have been uh, returning uh, food bags. It's great to see those coming this morning. If you haven't collected one of these, can I really encourage you to take the opportunity to sign up, fill in one of these, take it to your place of work or home or wherever, and return it with non-perishable uh, food items. Make such a difference that we can be a blessing to people that are struggling to put food on their tables for their families. So I am thrilled, I must say, to see the food parcels coming back today. Well done, church, and let's keep that continuing. Guess what? Next Sunday we have CIA Muckin. Yeah, it's going to be fantastic. And Alan is going to tell us a little bit more about that very shortly, of what to bring and how to be prepared for that. So that's going to be fantastic. And on the 31st of October, we have Light Party. So this is a fantastic event uh, for our church and our community. So mums and dads, can I encourage you to bring your children and your neighbours' children? It's a wonderful time. So that's fantastic. Wow. And guess what's happening this Tuesday? Worship night. These are fantastic moments. They really, really are. So church, can I really encourage you to come along 7 o'clock to 9 o'clock and all we do is worship God. And it is, it is wonderful, isn't it, Jan? Would, would you like to come and tell the church what you really like about it, Jan? Because I'm sure they'd love to hear. Yeah, I, I think it's incredible uh, when we're joined together and we lift up the name of Jesus, when we lift up God, you know, and what can take place when we magnify Him above everything. I think it's incredibly powerful. So, yeah, it's going to be a powerful evening, magnifying Him above everything. Fantastic. Well, church, about uh, three months ago, it, it was Caleb Young who looks after our media in the church, sort of tapped me on the shoulder and said, uh, I just need to film a few things about Community Link. Uh, could you say a few things? I said, oh, okay. Uh, where would you like to do this? He said, look, just come down with me into the foyer and I'll set up a camera and you can just say a few things. So um, I thought that was fine and I thought I'd never see it again. But today, <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's on film. So uh, here it is. And I, I, I made this comment through it. I said, what well, it is one of my favorite links, and the other links would never let me forget it. So, uh, but here it goes. Thank you, Tim. Hi, I'm Ray. I'm the director of Community Link Trust, which was established in 2010. And it's my privilege to lead an amazing team of people that are absolutely passionate and motivated to make a difference in our community. I'm really, really, passionate about Team Link. Team Link is our opportunity for passionate, motivated mentors to come alongside youth that are struggling, maybe facing challenges at home, maybe facing challenges with substance abuse, uh, self-esteem issues, bullying, truancy, whatever it might be. And our mentors can come alongside and support them over a program from three to six months. 
Parents Link, formerly known as Mums Link, is a wonderful initiative led by Jilly King and her team. We decided to change the name from Mums Link to Parent Link because not only is there a great need with mums, it's also with dads. And we're getting an ongoing and an increasing number of dads that are asking for support. And so we're offering parenting programs throughout our community. We've been invited recently to go into schools to offer our program. Something we're very excited about and looking forward to do. I love Budget Link. Budget Link, I, all the links are favourites for mine, but I've got a soft spot for Budget Link, I must say. Budget Link is led by Gail Taylor and her team. And as the name implies, they're there to support those that are struggling with financial issues. Maybe they can't pay their power bill. Maybe they've got a big uh, bill to pay on their car. And they're struggling to find that. It could be something that's a short-term need or something that's been happening for some time. Gail and her team come alongside and work uh, with the clients, work with the people that they're helping to prepare a plan, make a, a pathway of finding financial freedom. Well, Foodlink, as the name implies, sometimes people through various circumstances find that their pantry is absolutely empty. Foodlink is the opportunity for people, whoever, wherever, to come in Find a friendly face with Vicky and her team to have a food parcel prepared and uh, that they can take home to feed their family. Property Link is a very new initiative. It's led by Alan Hall and his team. And Property Link is all about going into our community and helping families that are facing issues around their properties. Maybe somebody is unwell, maybe somebody doesn't have the capability or the finances to repair a broken fence repair a, a, a leaking washer, or their section needs a good makeover. The team at Property Link is there to help families that find themselves in those situations. We would love also to uh, partner with businesses, other organisations in our community that have a passion to see Hamilton become the best city in New Zealand to raise a family. It's wonderful to see businesses sponsor the activity of Community Link. We value their contribution and I want to give you the invitation too to be part of the team that can see Hamilton transformed for good. Well, there we go. So, uh, yeah. Thank you. Well, it's my pleasure to invite Alan, who leads Property Link. Let's give him a hand as he comes. He does an amazing job to tell us about this coming weekend's muckin. Wasn't Ray just a natural, eh? He did that all off the cuff. No cue sheets or anything. He, eh? That's awesome. Uh, well, good morning, church. Um, I just want to share about what's coming up next Sunday. So we've got a real exciting day planned for next Sunday and a big opportunity for us as uh, Activate Church family to go and bless our community for a couple of hours um, next Sunday morning. Um, and then we're all going to come together at Enderley Park for a combined uh, barbecue, you know, sausage sizzle and a few games and so forth. Or, you know, family time. So, what have we planned, you asked? Firstly, everybody's going to meet here at 10 o'clock. So, what time are we meeting here? 10 Very good. Well, one of the things that we're going to be doing is going out into the Fairfield Enderley community to tidy up some walkways um, where, we, where we're going to be sweeping them down, complete some painting, um, complete some minor repair work where necessary, 
all the materials to complete the job will be supplied. So there'll be um, gloves, high-vis jackets, paint, brushes, rubbish bags, and if needed, hammer and nails. So none of this is over the top. It's really low-key and pretty straightforward. Um, what we'll have in place is some team leaders, and they'll know exactly what needs to be done at each of these walkways. So we'll delegate on the morning, Sunday morning here, um, out the front, a family or two to go with each team leader. From there, the team leaders will give you instructions on uh, where to drive and to go to from there. And when you finish that little job out there in the community, then you can make your way down to Enderley Park and uh, have some fun and a social sizzle all together. Um, we'll also be sending some, t um, some of the church family down to Insole um, Primary School where we have a really good relationship with the school. Over the years, we've done a lot of different things during CIA week, and they appreciate so much the support that we give them. And we're going to be doing some gardening work, uh, washing the exterior, some classrooms, and a few other little things. For, the, uh, for some of the church family that um, aren't in a position to go out and out into the community, um, we're going to make the opportunity of um, completing some things here at church. And those will be, we're going to make some raised gardens, timber raised gardens, um, and some timber letter boxes. And these are all things which, uh, you know, we can place out in the community or there is a need. Um, so all the materials are going to be all pre-cut. Um, there'll be plan and photos to be provided. There'll be tools and all the paint um, will be there to make these, job, uh, make these little projects um, be done. And then at a later date, we'll be able to use those items out in the community. Um, there will also be some, uh, perhaps some cooking opportunities, like as in uh, making some scones in the, in the kitchen, so if that's your uh, forte, um, please uh, let us know, put your hand up, and then we'll take the baking down to the uh, sausage sizzle on the, um, down at Enderley Park. So again, what time do we need to be here? 10 o'clock. So how long is this going to take? So we get here at 10. We should be out on the sites by 10.30 and we should be finished by 12.30 and then all meeting down at Enderley Park between 12.30 and 1 and, um, and spending some time together. So what do you guys need to bring? Yes, there is a few health and safety points that we need to cover off. Everybody must wear covered shoes. We can't go out there with uh, jandals. Uh, so that's everybody. Everybody must wear long pants and must wear the disposable gloves that will be provided um, at the different places. Um, idea would be to bring a water bottle, some sunscreen if necessary, and a hat. So, what time are we meeting here next Sunday? What sort of footwear do you need to wear? What must you wear on the job? Long pants and gloves. And what else do you need to bring? Yep. You guys are onto it. And who's going to look after you on the job? <laughs> the team leaders. I'll be floating around somewhere. So can I just encourage you to come with a big heart, the keenness to be involved in these activities, which is going to be transforming our community here in Hamilton just a little bit by bit. And it's what we make of it. It's going to be a great time. Another objective that we're going to be doing is we're going to be placing some big huge rubbish bins around strategically around in the community and that's going to be um, an opportunity for those families that don't have a tow bar, trailer, calf, 
um, but they've got some stuff lying around at their homes. They're going to be able to take them to those uh, dump bins and then they'll be removed at a later date. Um, so for that, we need to be able to communicate that to the, um, to the local community by placing a flyer on each of the letterboxes. And what we really need is some helpers um, to give spare half an hour of your time to go and do a mail drop, just in the Enderley and uh, Fairfield community. So honestly, it's only going to take you about half an hour, 40 minutes of your time. And I'm sure we all want to be fit and eager, so what a great way to do your little walk in the evening and drop off some flyers at the same time. And we need to drop those off Monday and Tuesday or Wednesday um, this coming week. So please pray for fine weather this weekend, uh, for those God conversations that we can have in the community, and for those lives that are going to be transformed and the transformation that's going to be taking place in our community. Amen. Awesome, Alan. Isn't that fantastic? Oh man, I'm excited about that. And this is for everybody. It's just not for one or two. It's for everybody to be part of and to celebrate together. And I'm so looking forward to that. Well, it's my pleasure to invite Leanne. She's going to come and read from Psalm 33. Thank you, Leanne. Okay, so Psalm 33 today, if you want to follow it in your own Bibles, <coughs> we'll read it up there. Let the godly sing for joy to the Lord. It is fitting for the pure to praise Him. Praise the Lord with melodies on the lyre. Make music for Him on the ten-stringed harp. Sing a new song of praise to Him. Play skillfully on the harp and sing with joy. For the word of the Lord holds true, and we can trust everything He does. He loves whatever is just and good. The unfailing love of the Lord fills the earth. The Lord merely spoke and the heavens were created. He breathed the word and all the stars were born. He assigned the sea its boundaries and locked the oceans and vast reservoirs. Let the whole world fear the Lord and let everyone stand in awe of him. For when he spoke, the world began. It appeared at his command. The Lord frustrates the plans of the nations and thwarts all their schemes. But the Lord's plans stand firm forever. His intentions can never be shaken. What joy for the nation whose God is the Lord, whose people he has chosen as his inheritance. The Lord looks down from heaven and sees the whole human race. From his throne he observes all who live on the earth. He made their hearts so he understands everything they do. The best equipped army cannot save a king, nor is great strength enough to save a warrior. But count on your war horse to give you victory, for all its strength that cannot save you. Sorry, don't count. <laughs> but the Lord watches over those who fear him, those who rely on his unfailing love. He rescues them from death and keeps them alive in times of famine. We put our hope in the Lord. He is our help and our shield. In him our hearts rejoice, for we trust in his holy name. Let your unfailing love surround us, Lord, for our hope is in you alone. So we can all contemplate that for a couple of minutes.
people were thankful this morning for the Word of God. Come on. Aren't we blessed to live in, in this country where it's, you know, where we're so free to come into a place like this and meet together as a family and, and not be persecuted like so many others around the world? We should never take that for granted, eh? Would you stand to your feet? Thank you, Lord. Lord, we don't take you for granted, Lord. We don't take your word for granted. that all things are possible with you, Lord. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame but holy trust in Jesus' name. My hope is built. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame. But holy trust in Jesus' name. Christ alone. Christ alone. Cornerstone. Weak made strong in the Savior's love. Through the seems to hide his face I rest on his unchanging grace in every high and stormy gale my anchor holds within the my anchor holds my anchor holds within In the Savior's love, through the storm, He is Lord, Lord of all. We sing Christ alone, Christ alone, cornerstone, weak made strong, in the Savior's love. He is Lord, Lord of all. You are Lord. Yes, Jesus, you are Lord of all. Christ alone. Christ alone. 
dressed in his righteousness alone, faultlessness before the throne. Christ Christ alone. Christ this morning we declare Christ alone cornerstone weak made strong in the Savior's love Savior's love. We thank you for your love this morning, Lord. Yeah, Lord. Oh, Jesus, we, our heart's desire is to glorify you, to walk every day of our life with you, Lord. And with that comes surrender, Lord. So I just declare this morning, Lord, that we're in a place, we are a people who love you that much that we would put you first. people's lives to be able to declare these words and really give everything we have over to Jesus because it's when we're weak that he's strong
Give you all of me. I give you all of me. 
Father, we thank You that, Lord, we can come into Your presence. Lord, knowing that You held nothing back. Lord, You gave Your all, Your very best, Jesus. And Father, what a privilege it is to be here this morning. And Church, in Your own way, can I ask You to express Your thanks that Jesus held back nothing to give You everything. Jesus, we thank You, Lord. Hallelujah, we praise You. You gave it all, Lord. You gave your very best, your life and your life to the full. And we thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father, for the awesome God you are. Hallelujah. Lord, in our response, we give you ourselves, Lord. Father, we say, here we are. Lord, here I am. Send me. Here I am, Lord. Use me. Here I am, Lord. Let your presence rest on me. Here I am, Lord. Desiring you. Longing for you. For Lord, you will show us the way of life. Granting the joy of your presence. Lord, the pleasures of living with you forevermore. Father, I thank you. We don't have to wait till the other side of eternity to experience that experience it right now. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You're a good, good God. Hallelujah. We serve a great God. He's absolutely awesome. What a privilege, isn't it, to be in His presence and to know that He so is for you and me. He so loves us more than what we could even think or imagine. It's awesome. And I, I've said this before, but I, I often do this when I wake up in the morning and on the side of my bed and I go, ah, thank you, Jesus. I'm starting this day with you. You're with me. And I like that. I like it a lot. And so does he. And so I want to really encourage you to do that, church. Take a seat. And, uh, but each morning you get up, just say, Lord, here I am. Thanks for this new day, and I want to do it with you. And you watch your day go a lot, lot better, having Jesus by your side. Well, it's my pleasure to invite Alan, Alan Perry, the principal of Vision College at ATC. Uh, well known to us. It's lovely to have you with us this morning, Anna and Donna. And Donna. Uh, Alan said he was going to give me a call at about uh, the early hours of the morning. Uh, he was spluttering with a cough and cold, and so was I, actually. And uh, But it's great to see you. I think you're a little bit worse for wear for me, but <laughs> you're doing well to be here, buddy. So. Yeah, but I look better. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Ray. Good morning, everybody. It's good to be in, the, in church this morning. We haven't been here for a few weeks, sadly. Um, I've had to be in Bali. Went on a holiday over there. I know it's really tough for some, isn't it? The uh, PowerPoint, I've got some photos. <laughs> no, I didn't bring the ones with the Speedos or anything like that, so don't worry, just as well, isn't it? You know, it's, um, I had a great time. We, Donna and I went over there, we were there for 10 days, and it was really nice. Temperature, come, come away with a little bit of a tan as well, and, and uh, just a really an amazing experience. Uh, I didn't bring a, 
a surfboard back with me either, which was um, fortunate. Um, uh, but we certainly certainly had a had a lot of good times over there. One of the one of the things that really amazed me, we, this it's the second time we've been over there. The first time we we went uh, was to our son's wedding, and and we just wanted to go back again and sort of experience a little bit of what Bali is actually like. From a instead of being mum and dad to the tribe, uh, we went just the two of us, and it was it was interesting going on a scooter. You know they flow like water, there's a roundabout, ignore it, there's uh, road rules, ignore them, you know, you just keep driving and hope for the best. Uh, but the, it's quite amazing, they're a highly religious people. Now they may be uh, slightly off skew, uh, but they, they honour their God or their gods all the time. They wake up in the morning and they they literally make these little flax or woven um, baskets and they put things in and they put them outside the front of the house or the front of the business or, and, and they put little offerings in these, these little baskets and some incense and whatever. So highly religious in many, many ways. Uh, crazy things that some go in those baskets of offerings, you know, cigarettes and coffee sachets and stuff, you know, just incredible things. But it got me thinking. It got me thinking about my faith journey as well and my walk with, with God and, a, and how much I exhibit my reliance upon Him because they rely completely on, on their gods for, their, for His or their support of, of them. And I just wonder where I sat. And so... Yeah, we live in a country that, uh, where it's relatively easy to practice our faith. And uh, maybe that's one of the challenges. Because it's so easy, we can actually forget about how much was fought for us in the past to achieve today what we have. And we forget about the early church fathers and some of the persecution and some of the, the problems that they faced. And so it just got me, got me thinking. And so... Hopefully, we'll have a PowerPoint going here. About uh, 90 years after the crucifixion of Christ, uh, a guy called Irenaeus was, was born. I think I've missed one. Go back. Irenaeus was, um, he was an interesting character. Is the first one there? He sat under the teaching of a guy called Polycarp. Polycarp was, uh, he was born uh, about 40 years before the death of, of the Apostle John. And Polycarp, so Polycarp sat underneath this teaching of, of the Apostle. And uh, Polycarp, this guy here, um, he was a part of, the, he was the Bishop of Smyrna. The bishop of, if you look in the book of Revelation, you'll find that Smyrna was one of those churches that was being persecuted. And this guy here, Polycarp, was, he was given the opportunity to either deny Christ and live, and to deny Christ, all he had to say was, Caesar is Lord. But he refused to do that. And he said, that, said this, 86 years I've served Christ. 86 years I've served Christ. 
He never did me any wrong. How can I blaspheme my king who saved me? And he died. He died a horrific death. He prayed, he prayed a prayer just before he was burned at the stake. And it says this, Lord God Almighty, Father of your blessed and beloved child Jesus Christ, through whom we have received knowledge of you, God of angels and hosts and all creation and of, of the whole race of the upright who live in your presence, I bless you that you have thought me worthy of this day to be numbered among the martyrs and to share in the cup of Christ for resurrection to eternal life, for soul and body in the uncorruptibility of the Holy Spirit. Among them may I be accepted before you today as a rich and acceptable sacrifice, just as you, the faithful and true God, have prepared and shown and brought about. For this reason and for all things, I praise you, I bless you, I glorify you through the eternal heavenly high priest Jesus Christ, your beloved child, through whom be glory to you with him and the Holy Spirit now and for the ages to come. Amen. And they lit the fire. Obviously he died. Irenaeus was a, uh, a young man at that stage. He'd been... Um, sitting on the teach, under the teaching of Polycarp. Poly, Irenaeus, he was one of the first people that pulled together. So you can imagine the persecution that's going on at this time. But he's one of the first people that pulled together what we know as the, the four Gospels today. And much of the New Testament, much of the Old Testament, the books that were compiled, can go back to this guy here. And one of the amazing, and I love this quote that he said, he said that the glory of God is man fully alive. The glory of God is man fully alive. And I just want to be, I want to be that man fully of alive so that people can see me and say, wow, praise God. The glory of God is me fully alive. The glory of God is you fully alive. Irenaeus, he was... He was 30 years old when Polycarp was, was killed. And before he died, he, as I said, he pulled together the, the Gospels, or what, what as many, many of us see as being the Gospels today. And if you read about this guy, Irenaeus, uh, he was a man that, that really had a passion for Jesus. And in the midst of all this persecution, in the midst of all of the problems and challenges, he still stood up, and proclaimed Christ. And one of the, and this brings to the, into the, the context of what I'm trying to uh, point or work towards today. See, I'm not, I'm not trying to bring condemnation or, or bring a, uh, anything heavy on us today. I'm, I'm really trying to uh, encourage us. In fact, most of this, I'm actually talking to myself more than you. And so I suppose I could just say, you can listen in on my ramblings, because this is this is my desire for me in the, in the place where I am today. And I hope you'll understand this and come to an understanding yourself. See, one of the things that I'd like to do is to, um, uh, if, if you wanted to give this title a message, it's Overcoming an Identity Crisis. Because if you know who you are in Christ, if you know what your relationship is, what Christ did for you, what you've what he has achieved for you on the cross, 
then you will be able to say exactly what Irenaeus said. The glory of you is man fully alive. The glory of me is man fully alive. So if you want a title, it's Overcoming an Identity Crisis. So stay with me here. Okay. I'll have the marble as well. I couldn't find my marbles, but Lance, Lance had some, so it's all right. Let me ask you a question. If this basketball represented the earth in scale, and it's pretty close to the scale of this, what do you think this represents? The moon. Okay, so if this represents earth, this represents the moon, how far in scale would, this, would the moon be away from the earth? Anyone like to have it a go? Right. Come on. I've got no idea. Give it a go, mate. How far do you think? Well, do you want me to hold it? Okay. okay. I don't know about there. About there. Okay. Do you know the answer? Anyone else? Come on, come on. Somebody else. Here we go. If that's the earth and this is the moon. Ooh. Puts you to shame, doesn't it, Ray? Well, it's interesting. Anyone else? Looks like you're, you're at Brett. Any females want to have a go? I'll go further. You go further. <laughs> oh, well, there goes my illustration, doesn't it? Do you know how far it actually is? Is, it, is that too far? Is it too short? You know, it's seven and a half meters apart. Seven and a half meters apart. Using the same scale, okay, here's a question for you. Using the same scale, there's the Earth, here's the moon, seven and a half meters away. How far is it to the sun? In scale. This is the size of the universe. The sun would be three kilometers away at the same scale if this was the earth. How bizarre, how incredible is that? The nearest star would be 800,000 kilometers away. How about this? If the earth was a marble, okay, so if the earth was the marble, how far away would the sun be? So this is the scale of the Earth now. How far away would the sun be? 120 meters away. We've got a huge, huge galaxy. Our universe, the tiny part that we can see, is massive. They, scientists tend not to use kilometers because you can imagine the distance so what they do is they use something called the speed of light. Speed of light is 186,000 miles per second, or around about 300 kilometers per second. The speed of light can take one second to travel from here 
to the moon. One second. It can travel around the Earth around about seven and a half times. How long would the speed of light take to get to the, to the sun? Eight minutes. Yeah, somebody knows the science. Eight minutes. That's a massive, massive size. Have a look at this video. Cue the video. Do you know what? This, pointing at me, tiny, tiny little speck of dust, this insignificant little speck of dust that's walking on a planet that in the big scheme of things is 
insignificant, slightly bigger speck of dust that was created by God for us. And that same person, that same God who created all of what we can and cannot see, came and lived in me. That's how special and important we are. That he chose us to dwell within. He chose us to be his people, his creation. All of this is to declare the glory and the wonder of God. That's how important you and I are. That's our identity. We are significant people. Despite the fact you may find yourself or feel or believe that you are insignificant, you aren't. You are significantly special. You are amazingly important to our God. And that's really the point of my message. That's it, in a nutshell. You need to grasp hold. We all need to grasp hold of that and to walk in the truth and the reality of that. So why aren't we? Or are you? Why don't we? Why aren't we walking in the confidence and the boldness of that? You know, and, or is, is this just me thinking? Well, I actually looked in Scripture, and I, there's a, a Scripture. We've all heard the story of David and Goliath. Whether you've, whether you've walked with the Lord for a long time or never, you've probably heard of the story of David and Goliath. Just to give you a real quick, brief overview of that, you had the Philistine army would camp on one side of the, this valley. The Israelites camped on the other side. Every morning and every evening, the Philistines would get up They'd get up in the morning, they'd get, on to get all their battle gear on. Goliath and his armor bearer would walk out. And at the same time that was happening, the Israelite army would get up in the morning, get all their battle gear on, stand on the other side of the valley. And Goliath would, and the, uh, the Philistines would um, yell across the valley and hurl taunts and, and try to uh, force the Israelites to come and fight. And it says in Scripture, one portion of scripture in verse 11 of chapter 17, 1 Samuel 17, it says that when Saul and the Israelites heard this, they were dismayed and greatly afraid. So when the Israelites yelled, the, the, sorry, the Philistines yelled, the Israelites cowered in fear. Got me thinking, why did the Philistines, why didn't the Philistines go and attack? They they had the upper hand. Why didn't they attack the Israelites? And I really feel that God gave me a, a little bit of a revelation on this. It's because the Philistines knew that God had chosen the Israelites as his chosen people. They were fearful that if they attacked the, the Israelites, that God would come in and destroy them. So here's a question. If that was the confidence that the Philistines had, why wasn't it the same from the Israelites' side? The Israelites had God, they had done amazing things. God had walked with them. He'd, he'd, uh, they'd done some incredible miracles in their eyes. They had the whole nation. Every time they had something significant happen, the Israelites would build a memorial of stones to remind them. Here's a prayer of Paul's. 
Paul's prayer to the Ephesian church. He says, I keep asking God that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. Now, I'm going to unpack this really quickly. But let's just, let's just highlight a few areas. Paul's prayer, may that he, uh, his, his prayer was that we would be given a spirit of wisdom and revelation so that we may know him, know God better. That word know is an intimate word, very intimate. It's akin to a husband and wife's uh, sexual relationship. It's very, very close, very intimate. But Paul wants us to have or wants God to give us a spirit of wisdom and revelation. Solomon had wisdom, didn't he? He was given a wisdom by God. Later in his life, he didn't actually walk all that well. He lost it a little bit. Yeah, vanity, vanity, all is vanity. You know, it's just he and a few other um, marital issues. <laughs> Read the story. But so with us, we have the Holy Spirit. God has given us the Holy Spirit. He has given us the opportunity to tap into the presence of God in our lives so that we can walk in that spirit of wisdom and revelation. The second part of that verse is, that, is this, or this portion of Scripture. This is Paul's prayer. I pray that you, the eyes of your heart would be enlightened. You know, out of you know, Proverbs 4, it says that 4.23, guard your heart because out of it comes life, springs life. So we need to guard our hearts. If you're not sure about that, what is a Scripture in Matthew 12, I think it is, that talks about... Out of your mouth, the heart speaks. You can, be, you can be sure that what you feel inside will come out. It will be, it, it'll become evident. And so Paul's prayer is, I pray the eyes of your heart will be enlightened. And then he breaks it down into, into a few different things. To the hope that he's called you. I pray the eyes of your heart would be enlightened, that you may know the hope to which he has called you. We have an amazing salvation. We have an incredible hope in Christ. It is, an, it is something we need to be confident and to be bold in. And if we can grasp hold of that, our identity in him will be strengthened. And once we have that, we'll then be able to walk in the confidence and the truth of who he is. But it starts here. The eyes of our heart need to be enlightened, that we'd have a, an understanding, a fresh understanding of the, the hope that we've been called to. I can't see my notes. I haven't got my glasses on. Oh. When was the last time you really had some genuine quality time with God. I don't mean going through the, okay, I've got to pray, you know, and just, God, I just want to thank you. you know, when is it when you really just literally opened yourself up to the Lord and sat down with him in a genuine and transparent way? God does talk to us. He really does. I was thinking of some illustrations. You know, when I was 
when I first became a Christian. I remember sitting in church thinking, whoa. I'm looking around saying, my goodness, there's a lot of really nice looking girls here. Who am I going to marry? I did, seriously. I wasn't married at that time, obviously. But God spoke to me. It was a genuine cry from my heart. And he spoke to me, and he, he basically told me about Donna. <laughs> Thank you. I remember sitting in a driveway, and how many of you said, have asked God, what am I going to do in the future? Well, I did. I asked God, what am I going to be doing in the future? I didn't want to waste time. I didn't want to be sidetracked. I wanted to be focused. What, what am I going to be doing in the future? And he told me. And that has actually come true right the way through to where I am today. And it continues to outwork. There's another scripture in Ephesians 3. For this cause, Paul says, I bow my knees before the Father. I asked God for a cause. He gave me one. And I still walk in that today as well. And it forces me to my knees. You need, to have a, you need to have an understanding of what, that, what you've been called to and called from. Another part is, I pray the eyes of your heart may be enlightened that you may know the riches of his glorious inheritance. Wow, we, it's like this. If, you had, if I somehow could put a million dollars into your bank account and you never knew anything about it, you wouldn't walk in that confidence of being able to do whatever you wanted to do. But as soon as you understand what's in, what value you have, what worth you are, what, what is available to you, then you start to walk in that confidence. You start to walk in that boldness, don't you? And this is exactly the same point. Paul's prayer is that you will understand the inheritance, the riches of the inheritance that he's given to you. We have, not only do we have a, a rich inheritance or an inheritance for the future, but I'm convinced that we have that inheritance today. The more that we involve the Holy Spirit in our day-to-day lives, the more that he'll become evident in the discussions that we have. I read this, being a Christian is not just a matter of getting something, it's a matter of being someone. A Christian is not just someone who gets forgiveness or gets into heaven or gets the Holy Spirit. Becoming a Christian changed you into something that, you, that never existed before. You are now a saint You are now a divine masterpiece. You are now a child of God. You're now a citizen of heaven. And it's not what we do as Christians that determine who we are. It's who we are that determines what we do. And so if you understand who you are in Christ, if you understand your inheritance, you will start walking in the boldness and the confidence that that has available for you, that God has available for you. So it's not what you are It's not, sorry, what you do as Christians, it's who you are. That's the important part. And you are incredibly valuable. This little tiny speck of dust, God chose you to live in, to use to bring his name to the the knowledge of everybody else. 
And the final part here, I pray that the eyes of your heart may, may be enlightened, that you would know. And again, that's an intimate knowledge. Don't forget that. That you may know his incomparable great power for, all, for us who believe. There is a, a presence and a power of the Holy Spirit that is available to you. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead is available for you today. And you can walk in that. You've, you have that confidence. You can have that confidence. But it's an intimate knowledge. That knowing has got to be intimate. It's not just coming to church on a Sunday and saying, that's my religious moment for the week. It's not just having a, a quick three-minute flick through word for today and call that your devotion. It's not that. It's got to be more intentional. It's got to be more passionate. You've got to be involved in it. I'll tell you a, a funny story in the midst of all of this. A few years ago, I was mowing lawns in this. We managed a holiday camp and a conference center. And I was mowing the lawns. And it had one of those little 24-inch um, wide with a seat that sort of followed around. Um, and you, it took me eight hours to mow the lawn. And so... If you, you've, you had to cut it really carefully, and if you, if you were too far off, you'd left this mohawk all the way down. I'm like, you can't leave that. So I, this time I had my muffs on. I was going up and down, up and down, and I'm looking, watching, and there was a, a peripheral thing happening with my eyes, seeing all this grass walking, uh, uh, moving past. And I stopped at the bottom one time, and I looked up, and all of the clouds started to move like this. And it was, I, let, I was leapt off the, the lawnmower. Yes, I'm ready. This is it. I, I, my muffs, they were industrial. That's why I didn't hear the trumpet call but I, and the noise of the mower. But I was ready. I was really ready. The, the presence of God was coming. The clouds were all forming. This is amazing. This is it. I'm ready. I knew. Oh, my goodness. And then it started to calm down and stop. And I thought I'd missed it. I really did. And I, I raced around, raced into the house. Donna wasn't there. Donna and the kids. But I know Donna, so if she... No, 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 no. <laughs> Donna wasn't there, nor were the kids. And I thought, oh my goodness, I've missed it. And I've been left behind. And then I heard them. They were further up in a building, up in, the, in a different part of the camp. And I, was so, I felt so relieved. But, but, you know, I was ready. So if Christ was to come today, right now, this instant, would you be ready? Because we need to be. We need to be ready. Are you ready? Because your identity is a tiny speck of dust that God has chosen to live in. You are supremely special in his eyes. Are you ready to receive him? We've lost it. There's four areas. Four areas. The spirit of wisdom and revelation. We need to have this to be able to walk with him. We need to have that. 
there's got to be an intimate knowledge. It's not just something that you can stumble through in your Christianity. There's got to be an intentional walk with God. And it's intimate. It's special. It's precious. So do you have that intimate knowledge of the hope that he's called you to? Another intimate knowledge. Do you have an intimate knowledge of the the glorious inheritance that he has for you? It is available for all of us. It is really special. We just need to ask. Do you have an intimate knowledge of, of his great power? Do you know God's promised me that I would see the dead raised before my eyes? I was given an opportunity once. Say an opportunity. Wrong word. I was playing business house cricket. And a person in another group obviously had a heart attack. And people were gathering around him. And game stopped. And we were walking over. And I felt the Lord prompt me again to pray for this guy. I couldn't do it. I could not do it. In front of everybody, I couldn't do it. The guy died, and it took me quite a while to get to, get to terms with, with that. Now, would I have seen him raised to life? I don't know. I don't know. But I don't want to give that opportunity a, a miss anymore. That's the great power that's available to us. It's available to you. I have seen some miracles. I have seen some amazing things happen through prayer and some things that I've been involved with. It's been great. But it's a sad one that I haven't been able to do that. Bring it on, Lord. I'm ready. Are you ready? Could you do that? See, that's what's available to us. There's four things. Now, if you don't know Christ, then you probably don't understand any of those four things that are happening. You may have a little bit of a, an understanding. Maybe you've walked away from the Lord. Maybe you need to come back again and, and tap into these four, th- four areas. But this is the opportunity you've got. But it comes down to who, knowing who you are in Christ. And if you know your identity in Christ then you'll start to walk in those four areas. I'm convinced. So can I just have everyone close their eyes? Let's let's pray. Can I just say, if if you have not accepted Christ, if you do not know him as Lord and Saviour, then now is a really good opportunity. Now's the time to make a decision. Now's the time to say, God... I've heard the call. I want, to, I want to experience the power that is available to me. This, this, I want my 
the eyes of my heart enlightened, that I'd have a fresh understanding, a, a new understanding of the hope of my calling, of the riches of my inheritance, of the surpassing greatness of your power toward me because I want to believe in you. Now, if you, if you want to say that, if you want to pray that, I'd like to pray with you. Does anybody like to make that call for the very first time to accept the Jesus as their Lord and Savior? Can I just see your hand if you are? Thank you, Lord. Can I also say that if you have not, if you don't experience those four areas, or maybe you know that you've walked away a little bit from God and He's not as intimate as he should be. You're not as intimate with him as you should be. Can I encourage you to come and get some prayer before you leave this morning? But Father, I just want to thank you for this amazing place that we live in. I thank you for the incredible provision that you've made for us. I thank you for the love that you have, the commitment that you made toward us, the identity that you bestowed upon us, that we are now divine masterpieces of yours, that we are your saints, that we are your children, that we've been adopted into your family, that we are precious in your eyes, that you dwell within us. And I pray, Father, that the greater, a greater understanding will will fill our hearts and determine the way we walk, not because of what we must do, but because of who we are. And so I pray for your presence, your Holy Spirit, come upon us, use us, and bring glory and honor to your name. Amen. Amen. God bless. Thank you so much, Alan. It's wonderful. Let's give Alan a great hand this morning. Our identity in Christ. Wonderful message. Well, as we um, are about to go, I'd like us to pray. And um, firstly, I just want to say thank you for those that so faithfully into giving into the house of God here. And uh, can I encourage you that as you give, it's an act of worship. Just want to share this very brief story. This watch, um, Wendy gave it to me for our 30th wedding anniversary about 80 months ago. When we were in Chartwell and we discussed um, what I'd like as a gift, I, I really felt in my spirit the Lord say, in this shop, here it is. There's a watch for you. And uh, I looked at the watches and I saw it. It just stood out to me. And it's not because it's particularly expensive. I just really liked it. And um, Wendy said, Let's do it. And so she purchased it for me. And most times I look at it, I think of two things. The way the Lord prompted me into that shop and um, the expression of Wendy's love for me by buying this gift. And so as we give today, I want to really encourage us. We're giving to express our love to a community that needs to feel the love of Jesus. Next week, we're going to be in Muckin here at 10 a.m. And as you go, can I really encourage that every dollar you invest, it's a dollar invested in 
loving people, showing them the goodness of God. And for this time, we have this opportunity to do that. So let's pray. Father, I thank you for this wonderful message we've heard about identity, about placing our trust in you. And Father, I thank you for the resources of finances that you give to each one of us. And Father, as an expression of our trust in you and expressing our love for one another and for the community, Lord, of this city, Father, as we give, I pray you'd richly bless every giver. May extend your kingdom, may extend your fame, may it extend your greatness in this city, in this nation, and in the nations. And we thank you, Father, for the awesome privilege it is to serve you. May you fill and overflow our hearts with wisdom and revelation and the knowledge and the high calling for the hope of glory that we have in Christ Jesus. And everyone said, Amen. God bless you. Enjoy coffee and love to see you tonight at 6 p.m. Have a great day. Remember, 10 a.m. next weekend. God bless.
of day in hope we rise we speak your name we lift our eyes tune our hearts to your beat where we walk there you'll be I think it's all right yep A break of day, in hope we rise, we speak your name, lift our eyes. I'll have him down a smidge, thank you. Um, <clears throat> I think um, he's coming quite strongly through this fullback. Yeah, cool, so I'll just, this one's pretty good for me. Down a smidge as well, thanks. First song. We rise, we speak your name, lift our eyes, tune our hearts, 
Song two? Song two? Intro? Song two. Yeah. Uh-huh. 